Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Bosol, bring you the news in agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets, 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the farm show on Wax 104.5. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. As we take a look at the chores this morning, again, Bob and Jill with you on the shank of the day. Both of us will be... Well, we get done here this morning about 6 o'clock. Down the road we go. Jill, where are you headed? I'm going to go to Auburndale. For? For FFA on the air. All right. And a tour of his flowers, he told me. Let me see his sunflowers, and he's got some other flowers out there. Yeah, Mark Knoyer and his uh, group over there are very active, and uh, they really have a... Really have an active program over there. You get involved with Mark, you're you're going to be busy, busy, busy. As, as uh, we uh, heard in Ireland, every day over there was busy, busy, busy. And uh, they're busy, busy, busy over in Auburndale. I'll be heading over in that same direction. I won't go as far as Auburndale. I'll stop in Marshfield at Hyman's Holsteins this morning as uh, Kenny and Joellen uh, are going to be hosting the uh, Rural Life Day for the Diocese of La Crosse. The bishop will be there to say a mass in the shed. And everybody's invited. You're invited to come over to Hyman's Holsteins. And mass will be in the shed. You don't have to bring a lawn chair or anything. So uh, we'll uh, have places set up. And uh, bishop will uh, say a mass. We'll give some recognition for Century Farms. And also recognize some other friends of agriculture. And uh, just uh, a nice celebration of agriculture and appreciation of agriculture. The bishop will bless the, bless the animals, bless the crops, and the crops need blessing this year, that's for sure, because it's, uh, it's been a struggle in this kind of weather. So that'll start. The mass will start about 10 o'clock, right on Highway 10 there, just uh, west of Marshfield. So if you want to come, you are more than invited. I'll be there doing some of the uh, MC work. And, of course, Bishop Callahan will be the uh, the main person in charge of, uh, We'll hear from the Hyman family, Kenny and the gang, and so it should be a, a 
Nice celebration over there at Hyman Holstein. So that's going on today. So hopefully we'll see you over there. Other things going on, lots of, speaking of blessing the crops, they need blessing. Although we've got some reports on how well or maybe how well they're not doing around the countryside. We'll take a look at that. Uh, We'll get an update. You talked to uh, Provision Partners yesterday. I did. I talked to Allison Bredlow. She's a dairy nutritionist. So we're going to talk about walking the cows. You know, we talk about walking the crops all the time, and she was talking about walking the cows. All right. So we'll hear from uh, from her on that. And uh, I don't know if you uh, fall baseball, but Brewers won. The Cubs lost yesterday. So the Brewers gain another game on the Cubs to stay in first place in the division and hopefully make the playoffs this year. And uh, what a oh, Menominee. Busy time this if you're in the pulling. Menominee this weekend, right? Yep, they're having a horse pull all weekend from ponies to lightweights to heavyweights, Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. These are some of the national champion pullers, I know. Yep, national champion pullers. It should be a big time. Yeah, I know. In past years, they've brought horses in from Kentucky. I think one maybe does it every year. I don't know if he's got relatives, brings horses, I think, from the state of Washington or someplace. So these are going to be big events all weekend long in Menominee, and uh, we'll take a look at other things going on on the calendar. And, of course, farm safety. We're getting into, well, we're still making hay, and we're getting into chopping corn. So, again, let's do it safely. Safety first on the farm. So lots to talk about this morning as we head into, uh, well, the middle of the week here. What's it going to be? Is there any rain in the forecast? We'll take a look. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, keep your fingers crossed. Maybe a little rain in a couple of days. We'll find out more from Mike Dandry here in 13 First Alert Weather. But uh, just an update of our weather brought to you. By Chilson Automotive Group. New 2023 Subaru Outbacks are now available at ChilsonMotors.com. Sunny day today, a beautiful day for what you need to get done outside, whether you're going to Rural Life Day, chopping corn, making hay, whatever the deal is, whatever you're doing, do it safely. Sunny, 67. Another good night for sleeping tonight, down to 43. We got folks in the 30s this morning. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, 79. Then on Friday, 72, partly cloudy, a chance of rain. That looks like the best chance on Friday, Saturday, 71, partly cloudy with a slight chance of rain, they're calling it. And then 70 on Sunday, Monday about 73, just partly cloudy. It's uh, 46 degrees. It's kind of a nice morning out there this morning. So get up and get out of it, baby. It's the shank of the day. Good morning. It's 5 o'clock. It's 46 degrees. We'll get 67 with Lots of sunshine today. I didn't look. Is there a moon out there anymore, or is that the big moon gone? I did not see the moon, but I saw an awful lot of stars. Yeah, so a sunny, clear day today. So plan on getting some work done. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire, News Time. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The top Republican in the Senate isn't saying much about the House impeachment inquiry into President Biden. I don't have any advice to give to the House. They've got a totally different set of challenges than we do. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell told reporters Tuesday his chamber has its hands full with passing bills to keep the government running and avoid a shutdown at the end of the month. A federal grand jury has indicted five former Memphis police officers in connection to the death of Tyree Nichols. Lisa Taylor has more. The 29-year-old died earlier this year from blunt force trauma to the head three days after a traffic stop. The officers face multiple counts, including excessive force, conspiracy to witness temper, and obstruction of justice. They also face multiple charges in a state case, including second-degree murder and aggravated assault. The officers pleaded not guilty to the state charges. CDC advisors are giving the green light to an updated COVID shot. It's meant to target an Omicron strain that spread earlier this year. CDC Director Mandy Cohen signed off on the recommendation, clearing the way for the shots to become available before the end of the week. It's recommended that everyone six months old and up get either the Pfizer or Moderna shot. Taylor Swift has struck a deal with the Actors Union to release her new concert movie. 
You guys, this tour has been the best experience of my entire life. One, two, three. The singer is a member of SAG-AFTRA, which has been on strike since July and reportedly met the union's demands before deciding to release the Errors Tour concert film at AMC Theaters next month. The Errors Tour concert film has already made over $26 million in pre-sale tickets. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, not a bad weather forecast. You sure don't need the air conditioner, that's for sure. Our 13 first alert weather brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Remember, you can check out a great selection of new Rams right now at ChilsonMotors.com. Again, sunny today, about 67. And tonight, it'll be a little cooler than this past night. It will be about 43 by short time tomorrow morning. Partly cloudy on Thursday, high in the upper 70s. That'll be the warm day for the next few days. 72 on Friday, partly cloudy with a chance of rain. And then on Saturday, 71, a slight chance of rain. Then just partly cloudy Sunday and Monday. Temperature is going to be in the low 70s. Right now, it's 45 in Rice Lake, 42 in Medford, 49 at Marshfield, 50 in La Crosse and Madison, Sun Prairie, 52 at Green Bay, 54 in Milwaukee, and a very pleasant 46 degrees outside our back door this morning. For those who work in acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And still lots of good camping weather left, so if you're having trouble with your mattress in your camper, get the Huzzikas. They got a lot of them, and what you see on the floor is only a partial. They got another building just full of appliances and mattresses. They got a lot in stock there in Stanley. All right, Jill, cash livestock trade yesterday. Where are we at? Choice fed beef steers are 178 to 189, with mixed at 140 to 177. Choice fat beef heifers are 177 to 190 with mixed at 126 to 176. Choice fed Holstein steers are 160 to 170 with select and silage fed steers 89 to 159. Cows are 79 to 109 with a top of 136. Bulls are 106 to 135. Butcher hogs are 45 to 85. Sows are 36 to 43 and boars are 20 to 22. New crop market lambs are 165 to 207. Feeder lambs are 30 to 210. Ewes are 45 to 130. Small goats are 10 to $165. Medium goats are 20 to $270. Large goats are 50 to $450 with nanny goats at 15 to $300. And at the Mercantile Exchange yesterday, cattle prices were mixed, hogs were higher. October live cattle closed at 184.15. That was down seven cents. December, 188.45. That was up 17. February was uh, down a dime at 192.62. And April live cattle, 196.60, up 17. Feeder cattle, September, 255.32, down 90. October, 261.25, down 20. November feeder cattle, 262.90. That was up 15. January at 262.37, that was up 35. March feeder cattle, 263.72, that was up 60 cents. Lean hog carcass contracts were higher across the board. October 85.27, up 272. December at 76.90, up 225. February hogs, 80.25, up $1.40. And April at 85.22, that was up 77. Board of Trade, of course, reacting to that report. We'll take a look at those numbers here in a little while. But corn and beans were down on that USDA report. More acres they found. I don't know what took them all summer to find these acres. Also, uh, more acres, more ending stocks, lower demand put pressure on corn and beans. Wheat was higher on world wheat stocks falling. And overnight, December corn did rebound back three cents from yesterday's drop. Up three cents overnight at four eighty. The oats up a penny at four ninety six. December wheat up nine to ten cents at five ninety seven. November soybeans up two to three cents, but sitting at thirteen forty nine. Meal down seventy cents a ton for December at three ninety seven forty. Dairy markets not good yesterday. Barrel cheese down two and a quarter at one eighty and a half. Blocks down five and a half at one eighty seven. Maybe we'll get the bishop to pray pray for better prices too. Butter grade double A up four and a quarter at two seventy two and a quarter. September class three down a dime at eighteen twenty nine. October down forty six cents, eighteen oh four, two or three days ago. That October was nineteen dollars. 
November down 26 at 1824. December down 13 at 1825. January down 7 at 1825. The market's brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Again, 46 degrees. It'll be a dandy today. Plan to get something done. Sunny, high is 67. It's September harvest season. Corn silage is coming off the fields. It seems like there's always a new learning curve about feeding corn silage, whether it's fresh or fermented. And I've got Allison Bredlow. She's a dairy nutritionist with ProVision Partners. Can you give me some tips about feeding the corn silage when it's fresh compared to after it ferments? What farmers kind of might forget about is that with feeding fresh corn silage, all of that starch, even though it might appear to be good on the forage test, it's not fully available yet because it hasn't gone through that fermentation process. So usually when we're looking at rations in the fall, and farmers might notice this if their butter fat starts to creep up, is that we're probably just not supplying the the animals with enough corn to meet their needs. So usually what ends up happening is we need to actually increase the amount of corn feeding. Um, This is kind of what, touching on what we talked about last time, that might be an opportunity for some flaked corn to fit into the ration just to try and make up for that difference that's not coming from the corn silage just yet. Usually in a couple months, once the corn silage is fully fermented out, it usually can be anywhere from January to March. It kind of depends on the season, is that usually for no reason at all, even if there's no ration switch, we'll see that butter fat starts to drop. So usually that's an indicator for us uh, on nutritionists that that corn silage is fully fermented out, that corn starch is fully available, and that can give us an opportunity to cut corn back. So is it a good idea to test and retest your corn silage throughout the feeding season? Absolutely. It seems like that usually farmers can feel that just one test of their corn silage after harvest is enough, but um, as we become more aware of how rations work and how the cow's rumen functions and how they produce the best is we kind of need to be taking more regular samples of that corn silage to make sure as that starch is becoming more available that in fact we're not overfeeding starch when we come closer to the winter time. And you mentioned taking stock in butterfat numbers. Uh, So it really does take a combination to do the investigative work to see where your starches are at. Yeah, and and of course, if you're working with a nutritionist, you always need to be making that time and effort to walk the cows, um, even check TMR samples from time to time, just to make sure that What looks good on paper is actually working for the cow as well. Uh, Usually we say the cows don't lie, so usually if we start to see manure looking a tad off or maybe their intake is down for some reason, or like I said, if the butter fat just doesn't seem to be where it's at or we're not getting the milk production that we're satisfied with, it's the relationship with your nutritionist that you need to take into account and make sure that they're working with you and being a regular eye on your operation. Always some good tips about your animal nutrition. And, and that was Allison Bredlow. She's Dare Nutritionist for ProVision Partners. From walking the fields to walking the cows with our ProVision Partners program. And I'm Jill Welke from Wax 104.5. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Quarter after five at Wax, 46 degrees. Good stuff from uh, you guys there. Ashley did a great job. She explains things very well, doesn't she? She does. She does a nice job for me. I always learn something coming out of those interviews, too. Yeah, well, that's uh, I've been doing it 46 years, and I learned something out of those interviews, too. Hey, you're going to learn something about that USDA report. They found more acres. I don't know where. But we've got farm news to look at on WaxFoundation.org. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, Chili Implement in Chile bringing us our look at the farm news. And uh, Jill, big report this September, crop production. I don't know, it's got a long name, but uh, what did it say yesterday? That's most important. Well, the USDA economists did surprise some grain traders and the crop scouts with the size of this year's crop and soybean crops. So, yes, just out just out yesterday with the World Supply and Demand Report. They actually grew the size of this year's corn crop, even though they lowered yield estimates to 173.8 bushels an acre for a crop of 15.13 billion bushels. The bigger crop, crop comes from more planted and harvested acres as they raised planted acres by 800,000 to 94.9 million and harvested acres up to 87.1 million. Those numbers would also increase ending stocks by 19 million bushels, up to 2.22 billion. They also raised soybean planted acres to 83.6 million, with 82.8 million being harvested. That would lead the, leave the ending crop size at 4.14 billion bushels on yields of 50.1 bushels an acre. Price estimates for both crops remain the same for the next marketing year. Corn at $4.90 a bushel and soybeans at $14.20. Those market reports are the 50th anniversary of the monthly World Agricultural Supply and Demand Reports. And I actually visited with a gentleman, a gentleman farmer from Minnesota yesterday, and he's from kind of south southern Minnesota, uh-huh. and they usually have 240 bushels to an acre of corn, and they're hoping for 200 this year. Yeah, it's a rough year out there. Yeah, so, rain right now probably isn't going to change the yields much, that's for sure, but uh, we need it for some moisture going into winter, but uh, again, we could still use the rain. It would help. There's no question finish this crop, but yeah, everybody's going to be reporting some lower yields, but they found more acres. I don't know where they found them, but uh, they did. So uh, we'll see what the actual numbers are when the harvest does come in. But again, it's uh, kind of a head-scratcher, this report yesterday, from finding those extra acres for corn. Like I said, don't know where they found them, but <laughs> they did. All right, 19 minutes after 5 o'clock, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation has a new chief administrative officer. And uh, Stephanie Hoff had a chance to visit with him down in Madison. We'll hear what he's all about next on Wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. If you've been keeping up with the state's largest farm organization, Wisconsin Farm Bureau, you've probably noticed a lot of new faces leading the organization from government relations to the administrative side of things. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And today we're catching up with one of those new faces, Farm Bureau's Chief Administrative Officer, Bradley Yukin. He came to Wisconsin from Illinois Farm Bureau back in February, and he spent his first six months or so adjusting to the new terrain. He addresses both the pros and cons that come with having so many new people leading an organization. But we start off with his initial reactions to Wisconsin agriculture and how it compares to his home state of Illinois. Yeah, so I've spent the, the last 25 years working for Farm Bureau, but down in Illinois, uh, and more specifically East Central Illinois. Uh, if you think of uh, Big Ten sports and you're, you're watching Wisconsin, a lot of times you'll see him play the U of I or University of Illinois. Uh, that's exactly where I was from. Uh, that's in our backyard. So kind of transition from one uh, Big Ten university town to another uh, to work in. but uh, So 25 years down in Illinois, as I said, grew up uh, down in Champaign County. My parents still farm corn and soybean farming operation. Uh, we had a small farrow to finish hog operation growing up, but we're down to just corn and soybeans. And so, yeah, I've, I've been with Farm Bureau basically my entire career. So why Wisconsin? Well, I think Wisconsin, it, it was a lot of factors. One is Wisconsin Farm Bureau is a great organization and, and has a lot of opportunity laying in front of it. But I think that one of the things I looked at was uh, was the opportunity to run a state organization. Uh, you know, when I worked in Illinois, and Illinois has a little different structure uh, in that uh, where many people are familiar with our district coordinators in Wisconsin that maybe have six to eight counties. Uh, in Illinois, their structure is different. Uh, 
the district coordinators, in essence, would have one county, and that's what I did. Uh, I had one county farm bureau that I worked with. And so moving kind of up and, and, again, running that state organization uh, was just a, a very appealing opportunity for me. I was really surprised at the differences in size and scale between state farm bureaus. Give us a sense of some of the, the differences between Illinois and Wisconsin when it comes to just sheer amount. Yeah, so again, where I spent 20 years, the last 20 years was in Champaign County as their Farm Bureau manager. And again, I was in a single county. Uh, in Champaign County, we had uh, 10,500 members. Uh, so we had 8,000 what we called associate members, which were primarily members due to the insurance company that we uh, were affiliated with in Illinois. And then we had 2,500 voting members. So we were a uh, top 10 county in the state of Illinois for size, uh, and we were the largest voting membership county in the state of Illinois. How many Farm Bureau members are in Illinois versus in Wisconsin? Uh, so in Illinois, there's over 300,000 members. And in Wisconsin, we're right around that 48,000 members. Even though it's we've got smaller membership, what kind of opportunities do you see that in Wisconsin that maybe some bigger states don't have? Well, first and foremost, I, I think Farm Bureau is, you know, no matter what state you're in, if you're in Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Farm Bureau is still about, I, I think, three core things. And that's one is it's about agriculture. It's about representing our members and their needs. And I think Farm Bureau is still about family. Uh, agriculture is still a very family-dominated industry, and, and that's what Farm Bureau is about. So, you know, again, I don't care where you're at. I think those three basics are, are carry over to any of the states. You know, when we talk about opportunities, I think there's actually a lot of them. Uh, you know, I think we've got a, a great legislative team in place, uh, and we saw some great results as we moved through the budget process. You know, we got uh, road funding, 150 hundred and fifty million for road funding, something a new some new funds there. We saw an increase in dollars for the mental health side of things, which is a real issue out there in agriculture. And we saw some increases in ag in the classroom funding. And I think the ag in the classroom opportunities are phenomenal in the state of Wisconsin. So there is a multitude of opportunities out there that lay ahead of us and, and we're gonna go out and grab those. So Bradley, what are some of your goals as Chief Administrative Officer? with Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. Where are you setting your sights and how does your job description uh, going to get you there? Well, I think that you know some of the goals initially is is I want to obviously learn. I've got a lot of lot to learn about Wisconsin agriculture, uh, and so I want to learn more about the the diversity of agriculture in Wisconsin. And I also want to uh, get out and listen to the membership. What, what are they? What are some of the counties doing? And, and what are what's on their minds when we talk about the membership? What's their concerns? What are they excited about? So you know, kind of that listening and learning would kind of be the first objective. You know, I think second of all, we've got to look at the engagement of our members. Uh, We've got to see if we can increase that engagement with our organization. We continue to see the need for for more members to be part of our organization and to not just be part of it and pay those dues, but to also be active in the organization. Our volunteer opportunities are are just phenomenal that are out there in representing our small communities uh, and talking about agriculture with consumers but we need those farmers to be able to relay their story and to share that so i think engagement's a big thing i think visiting with consumers and talking with them about what agriculture is what we do and why we do it is important uh so i think there's a there's a lot of avenues that that, uh that are again great opportunities for us moving forward you said you've got a lot of learning ahead of you, but what are some of the, the big things that you have learned so far about Wisconsin agriculture that you didn't know before? Again, growing up in East Central Illinois, dairy is just uh, not much there. So so anything I learn about dairy is, is besides that I like milk and ice cream and cheese, etc. cetera, uh, I, I have a lot to learn about dairy, and I think it's a, a great opportunity or it's a great industry uh, to be part of. You know, I think just the diversity, the cranberries, the potatoes that are grown in, in Wisconsin, I think that's fascinating. Uh, and also the industry that's located here has been fun to learn more about. And again, that's the new Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation Chief Administrative Officer, Brad Eukin. And sounds like a pretty good guy, not coming in, knowing at all, learning about Wisconsin agriculture, cranberries and dairy and potatoes. A lot, too. Wisconsin agriculture, it sounds like Brad is learning on the run. 
28 minutes after 5 o'clock. We're going to learn more about the markets, too. We're going to talk to Rocky from over Premier Livestock next, right here on Wax. 28 and a half after 5, 46 degrees, a nice sunny day. Nice day, 67 for the high. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, somebody's happy with Mother Nature, and uh, that's Rocky Olson over there at uh, Premier Livestock and Withy. And at the ranch in Lublin, you got some moisture yesterday, huh, Rocky? Oh, we did. We got a really nice rain at home here, and uh, the sale barn got a nice rain, so hopefully it got as many people as it could reach. And yeah. Definitely, like I said, a blessing here, so... We got a few showers. I never did see it rain, but uh, there was a little moisture around the uh, around the area. So yeah, hopefully a lot more people than not did see some rain. That uh, makes for makes your attitude a little bit better because we need some. Hey, it's five thirty in the morning. Catch us up on what happened over at Premier Livestock yesterday. Uh, thank you, Bob. Good morning, everyone. This is yesterday's special feeder cattle auction. Uh, bred beef cow auction shaped up. We had a very nice run selling 775 head of feeder cattle. A stronger, more aggressive market. New crop beef calves mostly from 210 to 370 per pound. Those heavier yearling type beef from 165 to 240. Uh, most weights of the Holstein steers were from 155 to two and a quarter. Your bred beef cows so mostly from 1250 to 1850. Some of them Fancier type cows, individuals from 1875 to 2200. Cow calf pairs mostly being split. Uh, from 2100 to 3000 per family. We have another special feeder cattle auction again next week. Uh, also selling bred beef cows. Uh, that'll be next Tuesday. Today, Wednesday, hay auction at 9.30. Nice selection of hay. Then dairy cattle auction at 11. If you're looking for dairy cattle, uh, certainly want to be involved in the sale today, guys. We got over 350 head of dairy cattle, two complete dispersals. We got a 200-cow Holstein parlor freestall herd. Uh, they're averaging 85 pounds on test. Most of that herd will be bred Angus. Then we'll have an excellent herd of 60 Holstein and red Holstein tie stall cows averaging 75 pounds of milk. That's a 40-year AI herd. All the sire IDs, guys, all the information comes along with them. we got a nice run of Holstein springing heifers, including one load of organic springing cows and heifers. We also have a few sharp Holstein breeding bulls, uh, including a deep pedigreed registered Holstein breeding bull. Full details, lots more information on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, give us a call at Premier at 715 715- 229-2500, and that's all things shaped up, Bob. Did you look in the rain gauge, or what did you get? Think you got a half an inch or better? I think we got at least that. Oh, good, 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 good. All I got right. a rain gauge sitting out there that somebody got for me the other day, and I just got to get it up. <laughs> I can give you better information. I was going to say, it doesn't give you much of a reading when it's sitting on the bench in the garage, does it? That's right. All right. Well, you do that, Rocky, and we'll check in with you in the morning. Have a great day. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over there, Premier Livestock in the Withy area. And how much rain did people get around the area? How much rain might be in the forecast ahead? We'll find out. We'll check in with Mike Dandria next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, some folks got some rain. Other folks didn't. What about the future? Let's find out. 13 first alert weather brought to you by Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. That means Mike Dandry is with us. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. Well, I just got off the uh, air with Rocky over there at Premier Livestock over in the uh, Owen Withy country, and he lives in Lublin, north of Thorpe. Mm-hmm. He said he got nice rain yesterday. How widespread was it? Well, areas to the east and south, much like we saw, we had the same conversation yesterday. It was like the same spots got the good rain. And for us, well, our rain gauge said three hundredths of an inch. Yeah, I know. I don't know. The pavement didn't get fully wet around here. Like uh, you told me the one time you could have got it wetter with a garden hose. Oh, absolutely. That's kind of what it felt like. But uh, today we're not expecting any rain, nor tomorrow with plenty of sunshine both days. Now, today will be on the cooler side, relatively speaking, of course, getting into the upper 60s. Tonight is going to be another cool one with a mostly clear sky and temperatures once again in the low 40s, some places in the upper 30s. Tomorrow, though, winds return out of the south, and that's going to help push our temperatures into the upper 70s, near 80. 
But Friday, a cold front comes into play and may bring us a few chances at some showers, even a rumble or two of thunder, with highs mostly in the low to mid-70s. This, of course, cools us off for Saturday and Sunday. Saturday may bring just a chance at an isolated shower, but that's one I wouldn't necessarily count on with highs in the low 70s. Sunday, more sunshine, upper 60s, low 70s, and that's where we stay for Monday as well before slightly warming up on Tuesday as highs return to the mid-70s. But right now, a mostly clear sky in Eau Claire and a temperature of 43 degrees. Ooh, cool. Nice, cool weather. It's uh, crisp, and it's kind of enjoyable on the patio this morning. I got... I hate to ask you this, but how far ahead have you looked? Is there the F word in the forecast at all anytime soon? (laughs) Well, it depends on your definition of the F word. But, uh, I mean, towards the north, there were some frost advisories uh, going into this morning. As far as uh, tonight, maybe up towards the north again. But for us, I think that we'll remain okay. And our lows are mostly into the 40s and some low 50s in the start of next week. Very good, sir. You enjoy it. You too, Bob. Have a good one. There he goes. That's Mike Dandry over there taking a look at our 13 first alert weather as we look at the markets, the weather, and some news all on Wax. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get in the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is up and at him as always. You looking forward to uh, fall and winter? I do like the the four seasons, the transitions. I really do. I know. I just wish winter was a little shorter. <laughs> well, I think we all wish winter was a little... i tell you what else I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to Alex putting down the fly swatters in our house. Because he has pretty much a fly swatter in each hand, like Yosemite Sam. And he's been swatting flies like crazy. And it scares the dogs. And I'm sweeping up fly carcasses off the floor every day. So I'm Oh, so he's good at that. it. He's good at swinging that fly swatter. Whose side are you taking? Bob? Well, I think that's neat. Tell him, just tell him to shut the door so the flies can't get in. Oh my gosh! But then, but then he would lose the opportunity to make a production out of it. <laughs> well, that's true. He's got to be vocal and tell me how much he hates summer oh. and swat the flies. Has he got off. a pretty good technique? Does he backhand them, or is it always just over the overhand? Oh no, he's got a technique. He looks like he's trying to uh, perfect a tennis serve some of the days <laughs> in the kitchen. Let me tell you, the roundhouse. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, when uh, he's doing that, we'll get you to do the news. I can do that, and we're going to start with some headlines that keep us pretty close to our area. Good morning. What we're learning today starts in the courts, and that includes an 81-year-old Eau Claire man accused of killing his wife, saying he doesn't want a lawyer. John Berthold was in court yesterday, and he told the judge he doesn't want any legal representation, though the judge told him to meet with a lawyer anyway. Investigators say Berthold admitted to beating a 77-year-old wife to death in July, due back in court next week. As we look into other headlines across the state, there's another hat in the ring and another Republican in the race for U.S. Senate. Trumpelo County Board Supervisor Stacey Klein yesterday filing paperwork, and that's to run against Senator Tammy Baldwin next year. Klein has been on the county board in Trumpelo County for the past year or so and says she knows it will be an uphill climb. And UW Stevens Point student Rizanji Revierdrin is the only other Republican running against Baldwin so far. If you've been trying to chip away at medical bills but I'm having some hiccups, it's not alone, but we can tell you that things are slowly coming back online at HSHS hospitals. The hospital system yesterday said it's Epic Platform. That's what allows you to schedule appointments online and send messages to your providers, that kind of thing. It came back online. Now, HSHS has been dealing with a number of problems since something happened to its computer network at the end of August. They're falling short of calling it a hack, but instead a system outage, and it did force phone lines and they were locked out of HSHS hospitals across the country. And we looked to other headlines in the Cinder City area where if that back-end parking thing was driving you nuts in the River Prairie area, well, the city administrator hears yeah, and guess what? They're taking it away. The city announced yesterday it will repaint parking spaces, transition to regular parking patterns over the next few days. City administrator says they thought it would be safer, but people hated it. They're going to close the streets to make changes tonight and tomorrow. So if you want to zip out and try those new parking spaces tomorrow, you can do that. Did I see you cheer over there, Bob, for that parking to return to normal? Well, no, I was just wondering when they did that, how much they paid a consultant to come in and make how many thousands of dollars the Mm -hmm. consultant might, I don't know, but might have made to recommend this, but it was the most back assword parking spotty parking I ever saw in my life. You could have taken an unofficial oh. survey of people on the street and got a quicker <laughs> answer for free. <laughs> Boy, well, that's for sure. I so heard a good decision. So <laughs> All right. The writing a wrong. And we put it back in drive. We'll keep it in the barn for you with Bob Bolsel, Jill Wilkie, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and the thing is, 
you know, for for us youngsters, we can adjust to those kind of parking. Oh, sure. But I, I sat there one time, uh, and it was a little uh, older lady, mm-hmm. and talk about corn-fused. She had no idea what to do. Finally, <laughs> she just drove away. Yeah, they just forget it. I'm not trying yeah. it today kind of thing. Well, you yeah. know, they just, there's no place. I've never seen another place in the country with that kind of parking. Have you? No, not at all. I can tell you, if that would have been part of my student test, I wouldn't have a license today. <laughs> I would have just burst into tears and said, I don't want to drive. <laughs> yeah, so they're riding the wrong in L-Tuner. Yep. Good for them. Putting it back to the line. There you go. Thanks, Morgan. You bet, Bob. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning is we're about 19 minutes now before six o'clock again a nice cool 43 degrees out there we've got sunshine today in 67 the first voice of agriculture in wisconsin for over 35 years wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report well joe told you earlier about that usda report that crop production world ag supply and demand uh, report but also of course uh, every week until the crop is off we get a crop progress update for Wisconsin and the country. And Jill, what does that look like this week? Well, the crops also look a little poorer, in a, are in a poorer condition than they were earlier. The corn crop across the country is now rated 51% good to excellent, down one percentage point from last week and the same time last year. Some of the best corn is in Illinois, where it's rated 58% good to excellent this week, while the worst corn is in Kansas, where it's rated just 31% good to excellent. Soybeans are also down a little, as the crop is now rated 52% good to excellent, with the best-looking beans being in Illinois and the poorest-looking ones in Kansas. And here in Wisconsin, the condition of both the corn and soybean crops fell over the past week. Corn fell 4% to 50% good to excellent, while the condition of the soybeans fell 8%, down to 47% good to excellent. 66% of the corn around the state has now dented, with 16% of the crop now mature. In the bean fields, 45% of the plants have turned color, with 9% of the crop dropping leaves. State farmers have harvested 95% of their oats, 42% of the fall potatoes, 97% of their third crop hay, and 69% of the fourth crop hay, and chopped 18% of their corn silage. And I did see a lot of corn silage going off this past weekend. There's also, they also managed to plant 18% of their winter wheat. Topsoil moisture continues to tighten as it's now rated 24% very short, 40% short, and 36% adequate, leaving no one with any surplus moisture. Even pasture conditions are hurting, falling 6% in the last week down to just 22% good to excellent. And I'll attest to that. We're putting hay bales out on our pastures to get them through for another few weeks till we can process them yep. and bring them in. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just going to ask you how your pastures are doing and you're feeling the dry weather. Yep, I'm feeding feeding hay on uh, four of them, and I've actually pulled one pasture in already. Yeah, so it's dry out there. We need rain, that is for sure, for some fall growth. But maybe tomorrow or maybe Friday Maybe a little on Saturday. We'll just have to wait and see. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We've got markets coming up, but still a lot of activities going on around the area. It's still a beautiful time of the year. Jill, some of the things happening. Well, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack will be in Waukesha today. He'll be visiting with a local organic farm. And it's our one-year anniversary of announcement of a partnership for Climate Smart Commodities Projects. Friday, the DADCAP will, on Friday is the last day for DADCAP to accept applications for the producer-led watershed Pro- protection grants. So contact your local FSA office and find out more information if you're looking to put in some watershed projects. And on Saturday, the w- Association of Women in Agriculture is having their cows and cones on Saturday from 8 to noon at the Liberty Hall in Madison. And we talked horse pull, and it's a full horse pulling weekend in Menominee. And pony pulling. Yep, pony pulling on Friday starting at 6 o'clock. Saturday they've got more ponies and lightweights. And on Sunday the 17th it's heavyweights, and it's all indoors and camping. And looks like it's going to be quite a time and 
Horses coming from all over. You bet. So, again, that's a, a big weekend there in Menominee. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 10 minutes before 6 o'clock, 43 degrees out there. We need to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona. Choice beef steers and heifers dollar sixty to a dollar eighty eight. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar fifty five to a dollar seventy five. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar sixty six to a dollar seventy four with a top of a dollar seventy nine. Choice Holstein steers dollar fifty to a dollar sixty five. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar forty nine and down. Top twenty percent of the cold cows sold from a dollar three to a dollar twenty with a top of a dollar twenty nine. Sixty percent of the cows sold from seventy nine seventy five to a dollar two. Bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from seventy four and down. Organic market from Tuesday eighty percent of organic cows sold from a dollar thirty to a dollar sixty six. The bottom twenty percent of organic cows sold from a dollar twenty nine and down. Cold bulls sold from a dollar to a dollar twenty. Thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $225 to $430 per head. Land pork quality calves sold from $225 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $325 to $695 per head. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on September 8th. 3 to 600 pound beef steers, $1.60 to 301. 6 to 900 pound beef steers, $1.50 to 240. 3 to 600 pound beef heifers, $1.50 to 295. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers a dollar forty to two thirty five. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers a dollar fifty to two sixty. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers a dollar forty to a dollar eighty five. Our next special feeder sale will be Friday, September 22nd, starting at noon. All feeder sales are live on Kettle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Kettle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, another guy lives in central Wisconsin and is happy this morning because of the rain yesterday. Jerry Fitzgerald over there in Marathon County, Stratford Sale Barn. How much did you get? Did you look at the rain gauge? Yeah, good morning too, Bob. Yeah, we got about three tenths yesterday afternoon right. about... Um Oh, around 5 o'clock or whenever it was, yeah. Good, good. Well, hopefully the rest of us will get some uh, maybe on Friday into Saturday. But in the meantime, it's been a nice week for uh, the sale barns, weather-wise. What, how did it go yesterday? It certainly has been good Good weather for cattle and for folks working in sale barns. And, Bob, thank you, and a good morning to everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday, Tuesday, here at Equity Stratford. We had that organic uh, herd dispersal yesterday, selling on a very good market yesterday. High yielding, or rather, these uh, better quality uh, organic cows yesterday selling from 2000 to 2750 per head. That whole herd yesterday averaged $1,900, so a very good sale on those cows. And we will be we will be offering another organic herd. Uh, we'll more to say about that in just a minute. But now we got to get uh, to the uh, markets on the uh, market cattle. All right, and we'll start out with the organic. Now, these are organic market cows, and they're selling from 150 to 166 on the high yielding organic cows. Organic market bulls are selling from 160 to 166. Now we'll get to the conventional cows yesterday, high-yielding fleshy Holstein cows yesterday sale, 102 to 115. Most of the cows yesterday selling between 80 and 102, and thinner cows like Eric's cows below 80. On the uh, bull market, conventional-type bulls now, they're mostly from 114 to 127. Lighter-weight bulls, 110 and down. Just a recap on the calf market for Monday's auction. A very, very strong market on calves on Monday from 200 to 450 on the Holstein bull calves. They topped at 470. Heifer calves um, on Monday were selling from 100 to 260. Beef calves continue to be worth a lot of money, 300 to 650, up to 675. But we are on Wednesday today. We got started this morning with the market auction. We'll be selling cow cows this morning along with uh, fed cattle, sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves, 12.30 will be the feeder cattle sale. Folks, we have a nice lineup of feeder cattle sale for the sale today. Um, we do have a consignment of one-owner beef cattle, about 50 head there, just from one owner. Most of those are going to weigh from about five to 700. On grass, fence broke, weaned, uh, vaccinated, fully vaccinated, mix of beef steers and heifers. So if you're looking for that, along with the Holsteins, again, that will be at 12.30. And as I mentioned before, we do have another organic herd uh, that we will be offering on, a, on the dairy auction. And that will be coming up on uh, next Tuesday, 
um, will be the conventional herd. We do have a complete herd dispersal of 39 Holstein cows. Uh, that will be next Tuesday, September 19th. Uh, and, and we will be having another organic herd dispersal. That will be on Tuesday, September 26th, complete herd dispersal of 60 organic cows. So um, more to say on that as the sale gets closer, but you can check that out on the website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page, and you'll be there. And uh, with that, Bob, we'll turn it back to you. And uh, again, uh, what are you doing today? What are you doing today? Hello? You going to Rural I Life Day a- in Marshfield or not? No, I don't. Bob. Uh, I'd like to, but I have a I have a prior commitment that okay. I have to take care of. So, uh, but you enjoy it over there, and uh, uh, put in a good word with the bishop. You know, uh, so. I will, I'll put more than one in for you. That's for sure. You have a good one. We'll <laughs> talk to you in the morning. All right, Bob. See you later. There you go, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Barn. And Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland bringing us the markets. Board of Trade was lower in corn and beans yesterday with that USDA report. Found more acres. Ending stocks are up. Lower demand. The wheat was higher and falling world stocks. Overnight, December corn up 3 at 480. The oats up 1 at 496. December wheat up 9 to 10 at 597. November soybeans up 2 to 3 cents, 1349. December meal down 70 cents a ton at 397.40 at the country elevators today. Northside Elevator Loyal Location corns at 491 with soybeans at 1273 and in Arcadia corns at 478 with beans at 1280. Wheat and grain Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location corns at 475 with beans at 1279. On the DTN screen corn today at Golden Plum 469 a bushel at Baldwin Mondovi and Elmwood corn is 454 beans 1268 in Duran the corn's 54 their beans are 1263. Fall Creek, the beans are twelve sixty three. The corn is four forty four. Osseo corn four fifty four. Beans twelve seventy three. And Elk Mound four seventy three on the corn. Twelve seventy eight on the beans. At Sparta four forty eight and twelve seventy. Over at Ellsworth, corn is four thirty four. Beans twelve fifty eight. Ethanol plants, Boysville four eighty nine on the corn. Stanley four sixty four. New Richmond four fifty nine. Barrel cheese down two and a quarter, one eighty and a half. Blocks down five and a half, one eighty seven. Butter up four and a quarter at two seventy two and a quarter. September class three down a dime at eighteen twenty nine. October down forty six at eighteen oh four. November down twenty six, eighteen twenty four. December down thirteen at eighteen twenty five. And January down seven at eighteen twenty eight. Again, a beautiful day today. Sunny in 67. Get out and uh, come on over to Marshfield. Again, Rural Life Day over at Hyman's Holstein's. Bishop Callahan from the Diocese of La Crosse will be there. Blessing cows, blessing you, blessing me, blessing crops. We all need it. Mass starts at 10 o'clock. Don't bring a lawn chair. They'll have plenty of chairs for you over at Hyman's Holstein's. Hope to see you there later on. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.